0: Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. And joining me today is recording artist Stacy K. Stacy, welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to talk about everything today. <laughs> awesome.
0: Thanks for coming. I appreciate it. So, Stacy, you're no stranger to the spotlight. Uh, you have performed beside KD Lang.
1: Yes, that's true. I, I, I sang with KD Lang and didn't know that that was happening until the day that it happened. Oh, wow. Really? (laughs) Which seems to happen to me. Like, I don't know why these weird things happen, but um, I was performing at this event. Um, It was here in Canada at Massey Hall. So first Mm -hmm. of all, I was excited that I was even performing at Massey Hall because that's always been like a bucket list for me. Yeah. And so it was like the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame ceremony. And somehow uh, I got to open the show at this event. Like, I got to sing like at the open this show so when we were doing soundcheck and rehearsal the day before mm-hmm. katie lang heard me sing okay and she didn't ask me herself at first but she asked someone do you think stacy would want to do backups for me and sing with me on stage wow so i was approached i was like uh obviously so like <laughs> me me and uh my best friend janet who was also singing with me um she asked us both to do it and the sk- so the next day we just have a quick soundcheck with her but the thing about Katie Lang is that she's so – you you would look at her and be like, oh, she's kind of like an introvert. Like she doesn't talk a lot and like she's she's quiet. She kind of kept to herself and then the minute she stepped on that stage, she became like this queen and it was crazy because like she she – in a good, in a good way, all a very um like polite way was mm-hmm. very demanding on stage of like, okay, I need you to please turn this monitor down. I need you to turn your bass up. I need you to watch. She said to the bass player, I need you to watch your tuning on that part. Then she walks over lit, just turns her head and puts her ear kind of towards us as we were singing yeah. and then gave us a head nod like of approval. I almost passed out. Cause I was like, Oh my God, we're being tested by Katie Lang right now. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> true, and then she like nods. And then I was like, okay, we, pa- we passed the test. And then she sings her song, does her amazing performance and we got the head nod. So wow. <laughs> it was, and then she's like the nicest person ever. I have a picture with her now and like all that. But I, I only knew just like right before the performance – or sorry, the night before and right? I had to like learn the stuff. So wow. that was crazy. I'm telling you that nod of approval was just the most like satisfying thing ever <laughs> that no could happen. Yeah, it was amazing. So that was, that was one for the books for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. It was awesome. Good for you. Another weird thing that happened with that too is when we were on stage, the person that went right before – um, brought a can of like – I can't remember his name, which is terrible. But he brought a can of, of Coke out on stage mm. and he was drinking it and he was funny and like whatever. But then he set the Coke down in the middle of the stage mm. and um, left it there and Katie Lang was up next. And she comes on stage always in bare feet and she wants to have a microphone that is not wireless. She wants a wired microphone mm-hmm. because I think that um, it's funny because some some musicians – like, want to make sure that their mic sounds a certain way and mm-hmm. and you can get certain sounds with a wired or wireless, whatever. So my Janet and I are standing there looking at this can of Coke. And sure enough, she comes on, whips her um, microphone thing. The Coke goes everywhere, all over the technology. This is at Massey Hall. There's thousands of people in the audience. They have no idea this is happening. I'm singing, but also, like, having a heart attack because I can see the Coke just going over the whole stage. She's stepping oh. in it. It's all over the time. But the thing that I learned from her is, like, the show must go on. No, no single person in that audience knew that that happened. Right. And she gave us a look like, yeah, you saw it. kind of thing. And so it was just like, I was like, things are getting destroyed. Her feet are getting filled with coke right now. Like, it's like, just like crazy. So
0: did she mean to do
1: it? I don't know. I had this discussion because I was like, that would be pretty cool. If she's yeah. like, you want to put a coke on my stage, I'll show you what happens. But I don't know if she's like that. I don't know but that's I still think that would be cool if she did it. <laughs> I don't know why, but to like throw it down and be like get out of my way, a can of coke. I don't know, to me that's cool, but I don't think that's her like vibe. But I did have that debate though. I said to to my friend, I was like, I, "Maybe she meant it. I don't know." It kind
0: of it sounded like she actually did it on purpose. It,
1: it was like a whip. It was yeah. like a whip, but it was it was for some reason she even made that cool. So I don't know how she does it, but wow. she's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, oh,
0: that's awesome. That's a great insight,
1: it's Katie Lang. <laughs> Behind the scenes, right? <laughs> Definitely.
0: So you uh, you also advanced to the final rounds of America's Got Talent. That's on right. Season ten.
1: It was crazy. The, see, here's the thing: with every story in my life, there's always a, a crazy beginning to it. So okay. the the beginning to that is that I got a phone call. So what people don't know, so actually technically I'm not allowed to tell all the secrets because I signed a very thick contract stating Mm -hmm. that if I tell all the secrets I get sued for like a billion dollars or something like that Mm -hmm. but one of the secrets I will tell is that uh, not everybody has to audition for the show sometimes the producers like scout people out so like not everybody stands in the line and whatever so I was scouted um, on YouTube so people saw uh, the producers of the show saw my YouTube videos and then phoned me and this is where the twist is they phoned me on April. April Fool's Day, okay. April 1st, and said, Hey, we're the producers of America's Got Talent and we <laughs> want to fly you to Los Angeles in a couple of days. Can you and your band come? Like, and I was oh, like, whatever. okay, <laughs> mom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> whatever. Like I was like, this is clearly a prank. But I said that too. I was like, okay, who is it? And then they had to like, <laughs> like, no, we're not kidding. Like, this is America's. And I I realized like five minutes in the conversation after I was so annoying saying I knew it was a prank. Oh. I was like, oh, uh, h- hello, uh, very nice speaking to you. <laughs> so then the thing is, we ha- we had to leave in like four days. They said, bring whoever you want in your band. We'll pay for your flights and your accommodations. Wow! So then I had to phone my band on April Fool's Day yeah. and be like, hey, guys, we're flying to LA in a couple of days. You want to <laughs> come? And they're like, OK, Stacy." I'm not kidding. It took me like I think six or seven hours to convince people that I, because I love pranks. I prank people constantly. This would be a perfect prank to do. I don't know why, but like that's funny to me. (laughs) And uh, they finally believed me. I swore on everything. And then just four days later, we were all on an airplane. And they said, you can bring whoever you want. And you know, you know in the music world that Sometimes, depending on the gig, depending on the budget, maybe you bring a smaller band. Whatever. Yes. I brought like the biggest band <laughs> because I was like, <laughs> I had like horns and I had violin and my backup singers. I had like more than one backup singer. I had like uh, just everybody because I was like, if they're gonna do it, then they've, let, they've let's do it, right? What <laughs>
0: did the bill for the yeah? Whole time. They,
1: they they did.
0: That's incredible.
1: Um, yeah, and y- you know you don't get paid for the show, so I think that's kind of like where your payments lie, kind yeah. of thing, right? So, but I didn't care. I'll I'll do it, right? Because it's like. America's Experience. Got Talent and I I always watch that show um, and the reason I was allowed to do it is because I have a work permit for the United States so that's what a lot of Canadians don't know that you can't just be on these shows unless you actually have like the proper like unless you're like a like for example I cannot be on The Voice mm-hmm. you have to be like a resident of the United States to be on that show uh, okay. so with America's Got Talent you you just need like a work permit so yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And then I did make it to, um, uh, like basically they call it like the finals of America's Got Talent. So I got to s- skip the line basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but singing for those celebrities, like as close as, as you are sitting sure. across from me right now, like Scary Spice like I've loved forever Howard Stern I listened to him and it was weird having him right in front of me Heidi Klum Howie Mandel like it was it was insane yeah well Simon Cowell wasn't there yet actually because I actually would have loved it if he was because I'm horrified but fascinated by him (laughs) 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 um but Howard Stern was on instead of Simon Cowell Simon Uh, Cowell joined the next year and Howard Stern left the show
0: oh okay yeah I
1: remember listening to Howard Stern after I was on the show, mm-hmm. saying on his show how much he hated being a judge on the show, <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> so he's like, "I'm leaving." But I got I got to get Howard Stern just for my my year, yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, did you get yeah, to talk crazy. to any of them like off camera or anything? They
1: make it pretty like exclusive. Like the, like you talk to the judges when you're on stage in front what... of all the people, but yeah. then they take them to like a separate place like separate you know what I mean they I have a different door than us kind of thing yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. but I, I got to talk to them on national television which is crazy that's amazing yeah. how long ago was that uh this was three years ago okay. yeah I was it three or four maybe no I think it was three yeah because Simon Cowell has been on it for three seasons yeah since, so yeah, yeah yeah it was crazy amazing experience yeah it was amazing wow, wow. <laughs> I loved it
0: now Stacy here's what I really like about you okay In addition to that stuff,
1: what is it?
0: (laughs) It is that you are a proponent of positive body image and you speak at schools on that topic in addition to the topic of bullying.
1: That's right. And I didn't decide to do that until i realize how much of an issue it is Mm -hmm. in our world and especially the industry that i have chosen and my own insecurities about all of it so for those listening who have not seen a picture of me i'm like a curvy girl so people compare me to like adele and um like those kind of like singers or celebs or whatever um but that's posed a problem because what's happened is, um, I've either been told I have two options that one, I, if I'm going to look like this, I have to sing like Adele. And, I, and the thing with me, if you listen to my music, like I, I can try to sing slow heartbreak love songs, but like that's not every, like all that I want to do. I love to rap. I love to dance. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to an Adele concert, she does not dance. <laughs> She's <laughs> awesome and I love her so much, but. There already is an Adele out there. So people, um, it, especially the Canadian music industry too, they're like a little bit scared to take chances yeah. if, if the United States hasn't done it already mm-hmm. or if somewhere in the world hasn't done it. So they, they see this person who like, it looks like Adele, but also wants to like dance like Beyonce and rap like, you know, Fergie or whatever. Yeah. And then they're like, wait, we don't, we don't know what to do with that. So, so the option was, uh, I've been told by many people, that are giving me advice in the music industry, you have to lose 90 pounds, get a space in between your legs. Uh, that I, I always remember that one. Like, you know that space? Like, you got to get that space in between that your legs. And like, I I always, well, today I don't, but I always have like crazy color hair. Yeah. Change your hair color, stop rapping, sing like Adele if you're going to do it. Like, whatever, right? So... The thing is for a while because you don't know you you're I just I moved to Toronto and I'm trying to listen to all this advice and I tried I tried so hard for that space in between my legs but that's not if you look at my whole family like we all have the same body type yeah. and I love to work out and eat healthy but like this is what my body looks like yeah. um and uh, so so basically I made the decision oh there's another option and that other option is I could just continue to be myself and right. not listen to this advice and it was as soon as I did that, that it actually started attracting work and started attracting um, fans and started attracting even them. like the, the, These people giving me the advice, all of a sudden they saw a, a confidence and they're like, wait, yeah, actually I like this. And then I'm like, oh, great. So I feel so bad for all those people that – didn't find their confidence and just kept trying to get that space in between their legs for forever, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes if you if you give it off, the, give off that confidence, that's p- when people start to understand it. That's right. And then the thing that bothered me and why I started Motivational Speaking is because people always say like, oh, it's on the inside that counts and like things like that. But being um, a male or female or whatever gender that you are or whatever y- – y- if you have meat on your body, that does not mean that it's not attractive. And mm-hmm. it took me so long to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would always think, okay, yeah, I have a good personality, I have a good heart, like whatever, but it's like, wait, also my boyfriend thinks I'm hot, okay? Yes. <laughs> so it's like, wait, there are also other people out there who will find that attractive too, because I look like them, right? Yeah. Like, the, like I'm looking at an audience of people and the majority of people Look like me or look like that or this or that. Everybody looks different, right? So that's why I was like, Oh, I can't have all these like little kids growing up being insecure and, and thinking that, you know, there isn't more than one thing that's attractive because mm-hmm. our, if you, you probably agree that our world has kind of told us what is supposed to be attractive Sadly, right yes
0: absolutely. so
1: that's when I started it and I just was like I, I it, the thing is I'm, I'm not saying like oh I'm so confident now and I've solved all of it because I have my moments mm-hmm. every day like mm-hmm. you know I look in the mirror but I give myself like five seconds to get over it mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't waste time on it anymore and so that's the message that I'd love to give young people and grab them before they get like you know messed up <laughs> Because I want them to know like there's more than one thing that's attractive and it depends on what part of the world you're in. Like, yeah. it, like it's, it's so different. So yeah, I think it's like me doing motivational speaking has also helped myself too, because I'm like, well, I better practice what I preach. So yeah. Yes. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I love that. Good for you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Before we get into your tunes. Yes. New records out. Yes. It's called 11 o'clock number. That's right. Explain that title.
1: So I – one of the songs on my album I co-wrote with this guy named Jimmy K. We coincidentally have the same last name. I met him. I saw him perform. We wrote this song together and he was rapping – on the song And he wrote that lyric He, he said 11 o'clock number Coming up in the show And I was like What's an 11 o'clock number I didn't know this either And then when he Explained it to me I was like This has to be The title of the album <laughs> What an 11 o'clock number is Is in the musical theater world uh-huh. When you're watching a show Around 11 o'clock p.m. at night That's always when The best number of the show is So that's oh. always like The best song The biggest The craziest The one that everyone's Either gonna clap or cry for It comes around 11 o'clock So in the musical theater world They say Oh that's your 11 11 o'clock number that kind of thing right so then I was like ooh I'm gonna do like a funny cocky twist and say my whole album is my 11 o'clock number (laughs) (laughs) so as soon as he explained it to me I was like oh and I went to school for musical theater you think I would know this but he explained it and it's in the song so I was like yeah that has to be that has to be the title for sure and not a lot of people have heard that saying before so yeah I think it's really cool it's like like I'm in real life I'm not conceited but I was like I gotta be like a little cocky on the front of my on the front of my album (laughs) Certainly. Yeah. We all do. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like one of these things too that I've been waiting to release this album for so long because th- that's another thing for people like not in the pop music industry. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, there are a lot of cooks in the kitchen as they say that saying like there are a mm-hmm. lot of people with different opinions on what you should sing, what you should release, what you should do. And everybody tries to figure out uh, the this um, formula for making like a hit, right? Yeah. Then you realize there is no formula. You never know what's gonna happen. Right. You never know who people are gonna like. So um it took forever like to try to like release an album because there was all these people going, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Then I went, you know what? I'm just gonna do it myself (laughs) because I can't wait anymore. And I've always wanted to release an album. So I'm so proud of this because I wrote all the songs on it and co-wrote and released it myself. And then once again, it's like when you put something out there, that's when the attention comes back, right? So yes. it's it's so cool to finally – it's the first album I've ever released before. So mm. it's so cool Exciting. to have that. Yeah, thank you. Good for you. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome.
0: Folks, 11 o'clock number. Pick that up, Stacey K. <laughs> All right. So let's get into your tunes. The reason why we're here.
1: The most stressful part of the whole day. This is fun. (laughs) It's fun, but not fun at the same time. Because for hours upon hours, when I was trying to decide this list, I removed some. I like put some (laughs) back on. Like was like very upset about others like having to take it off. Like it was crazy. And I think that you're awesome because you created like drama in my life and you weren't (laughs) even there. Like you, you created some drama, and I was just like <laughs> for hours, like thinking about this. I'd go back to it, and then finally, I had to to decide on seven. That and yeah. I, the seven is for today, but who knows that seven might be different tomorrow, right? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Seriously, <laughs> yes. it change it, it does change as it's you crazy. live.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, right, it could change by the hour, really. Yep. Like whatever you're feeling in that moment, right? Yeah. So I, you know, I can't even remember what I put on my list now. So <laughs>
0: Well, you're gonna no. find out right okay. now. Amazing. <laughs> so your first tune is by Queen, somebody to love. <sighs> yes. This yeah.
1: so basically like and the way this show works is like you wanna know why, right? Like why did I choose this song? Mm-hmm. This song is one that my dad showed me when I was little. And I remember listening to it as a child, going, This is a weird song because there's so many different parts to it and you know like as a kid I like like Britney Spears too and she inspired me in all these other ways but her song is like a typical um pop song where you have your your verse your pre-chorus your chorus your bridge like whatever right it's like the the formula and then you listen to a queen song and you listen to somebody to love and he doesn't follow that at all. Right. There's like this part, that part. Oh, we're going to throw like this weird guitar solo in there. Oh, and now we're going to do this weird part that doesn't sound like the rest of the song. Don't
0: you love that?
1: I love that. Yeah. And as a kid, as a little kid, I loved that. And I was like, why do I love this? And then um that was always my go I didn't I so weird. I was thinking about this after when I wrote this list. I've never done that song like live with a mm-hmm. band or anything. I've never chosen to sing that, but it's the one that I always sing like by myself. I almost feel like it's a, almost like an inside thing. Like me and that song have each other. If I need to pump myself up for a show or if I like, sometimes I'll just be like, Ooh, I feel like I haven't sang enough today. I want to go sing. I always pick that song. Yeah. And there's just something about it that it's very satisfying to sing as a singer and just very satisfying to listen to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And it's been with me all my life. That's that's the thing. It's one of those like best friends that I've had forever. And I'm very um, loyal to that song. <laughs> if that makes sense. You Absolutely, know what I mean? <laughs> it does. It makes perfect sense. to me. Thanks. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, next, you've got Travis Barker and a whole whack of yeah. other musicians here doing Let's Go.
1: This is the weirdest thing ever. So I bet you 99 percent of people have not heard this song. This song, like Travis Parker's like the guy from Blink-182, the yes. drummer from Blink-182. So Travis Parker does not perform in this. He just plays the drums in this song, okay. but it's his song. The reason I love this song is because, uh, so the, the people that are in it. So Busta Rhymes mm-hmm. is a rapper yeah. that is uh, known to fast rap, right? And... Um, Twista is another rapper. I have to say Twista. Like I sound so uncool (laughs) saying it. That is another rapper that is also known to rap fast. So on this song, they came together and they are like, let's just rap as fast as we can and have Travis Barker play the drums as crazy as he can. So the reason that I like this song is because it basically nobody can cover it. I've been trying to learn this song. For years and, and not to sound conceited, but I am a fast rapper and mm-hmm. I can learn. Raps and I can do it this is the most challenging thing that I have yet to accomplish like it is so basically the reason that I like this song is because it's a show within itself yeah. like no I, you cannot find a cover of it online there's drummers that tried to cover it but no one can rap it okay. um, and then you have these massive talent like the people that basically are in the Guinness book for doing what they do all together in one song yeah <laughs> I love that and at the beginning like little john is like hyping it up like let's go and he's like screaming and it's just like, what is about to happen? Really? And that's kind of what I um, base my life and my shows and stuff on too. Like, what's about to happen? And that song just captures that all of that. It's oh, crazy. It's a crazy series. song. <laughs> I like that. Yeah.
0: You know, I read something about you. Were you... Um did you 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 rapped a Buster Rhymes tune out at a Walgreens yes. is that right <laughs> yes. and it went viral
1: it did <laughs> i was in this walgreens right. like walgreens for like people like in the in canada it's like our, the shoppers drug mart of the usa right yeah. so walgreens i'm in there i'm in like the chip aisle or something like that <laughs> and these I, the girls that worked there found out because they overheard us talking that we were doing a show and she's like, Oh, and they were like, Oh, you're a performer. Mm -hmm. So they begged us to perform in like this aisle of Walgreens. But the reason that video went viral is not, I'm telling you it's not because of me. Yes, I do a Fast Buster Rhymes rap in it, Mm -hmm. but it's the reaction of the women that worked in Walgreens. Uh They are the funniest. Like, they should have their own band. They were, like, dancing and hyping me up, and (laughs) they got attention from Walgreens after. Walgreens put them as, like, best employees of the month on their website. It was, like, featured on the website. Like, and then... You have to watch it and you'll fall in love with these girls. Yep. But then after I went back to that Walgreens because I had it was in, in South Carolina and they didn't work there anymore. Mm. And I, I was like, what what happened to them? And then I found I found them on Facebook. I found the one girl on Facebook and I said, She's like the sassy lady. And I said, Why don't you guys work at Walgreens anymore? And she's like, because we famous now. <laughs> like, <laughs> from the Walgreens video. <laughs> That's I was hilarious. Like, that is Amazing. So they quit. They quit after this video. And I don't know if they work at another Walgreens or what, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was there. You gotta watch it just for them. It's it's yeah. so funny. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> That's
0: great. Uh, next we have Alicia Keys, If I Ain't Got You.
1: Yes, this is a song from the 90s. Um, this is like an RB slow jam pop, like soulful song. This song really speaks to me because, um, my mom. It was always her favorite song that I used to sing when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And she would always request for me to sing this song, like in the living room. Like she'd be like, can you sing that Alicia Keys song? Oh, nice. And then um, the other thing about this song, there are certain songs that are very satisfying to sing as a singer if it fits in your voice. So sometimes Mm -hmm. it just like actually makes you feel good to sing it. Mm -hmm. Um, This is one of those songs. But then this is going to sound so cheesy, but this is the truth. Whenever, like, I'm traveling on the road all the time, I don't get to see my family a lot because I'm gone here and there or whatever. And whenever I sing that song, it's like I'm there with my mom. Like, I, you know, she's in Cambridge, Ontario, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all the way across the world, and I sing If I Ain't Got You. And it just brings these – and it's a really positive, happy song about yeah. loving someone. Yep. Um but it kind of like sounds sad at the same time. Like it's like so weird. But they, uh, but yeah, it it reminds me of just my family and my mom, and it's very like very satisfying to sing. So <laughs> that's, that's my great. my cheesy answer for that one. No, not at
0: all. I think that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's 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 weird. Like it's weird what some songs can do, uh, and what emotions they can bring up. Mm-hmm. Like that has nothing to do with the lyrics or the tune or anything. Like it's just like this song reminds me of my family. Like how weird is that? Right?
0: Musically, you mean.
1: No, like it's just like like not even musically. That's that's the weird part is like why does this one song written by Alicia Keys how can that make me feel better about missing my mom when I'm singing it? Like that's it's just weird that songs can do other things. Someone might listen to those lyrics and those lyrics really speak to them, but right. it's just the song as a whole makes me feel a whole separate thing. And I think yeah. that like I bet you Alicia Keys would find that cool. Like you know what I mean? Like if someone told me yeah. your song having nothing to do with the lyrics or the tune makes me feel better about my mom. Like they that would be so satisfying to hear. It's crazy what music can do.
0: It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like how I, weird is that? <laughs> I, I, I talk about this often and, you know, I'm fascinated with our reception of that emotional response that music provides. And I, I read this cool thing that Dave Grohl said once. And he I love said Dave Grohl. You know, it's cool for me to be able to sing the lyrics of a song out to 80,000 people, and they all sing it back for 80,000 oh. different reasons.
1: Yes. Oh, I love that quote. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And that how cool would that be, too? Like, there's been times on a very much, like, a smaller scale that people in the audience have been singing the songs that I wrote it's indescribable like yeah. that feeling like you're like whoa you know my song it's like it just feels crazy when that happens so yeah. i can imagine eighty thousand people though that would be amazing <laughs> well, you never know you know what actually if it's look, i was telling you before we started recording that there is a song that i didn't put on the list on purpose and it's yes. kind of on this topic okay. so i have this song I, I i was like i can't put that on the list because it's the dumbest um Craziest wacko song ever, <laughs> but I need to tell you why I I feel like I should have put it on the list. So right. the song is called "Shots" by LMFAO. Okay, yeah, yeah I know. It's it. you guys know, go shot, 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 everybody, and yeah. it starts out they like he swears right off the top, and like they're like talking about taking shots, basically. Right? This song, the reason I didn't put it on the list, I'm like, is this one of the best songs in the world? No, but I have to tell you. In my life, I've had the most positive experiences with this song, and here's why. And uh, this is on the topic of, it It doesn't matter what the song is, sometimes it can just bring up an emotion. Sure. If you play that song, I swear to God, I have never, ever lost this challenge. I can get the full room of people dancing. And I don't know why, <laughs> but I, like, my, my boyfriend knows now. He's like, Stacy, you gotta do your thing. So if there's, like, I'm telling you, I've done it with senior citizens. Really? I've done it with, like, at a wedding. I've done it with like a concert, whatever. If I go to the DJ and I say, sir or ma'am, Please play "Shots" by LMFAO, yeah. and they play it. I I've never lost this challenge. I will get every single person up dancing. I don't know why, but it's the dumbest song. But for some reason, I've had the most positive experiences with it. So when I was thinking about this list, yeah. you were like, "What makes your like hair stand up? What makes you know what makes you passionate?" And I was like, "There's no more passion than that than that." <laughs> like you know what I mean? So and funny. so yeah, maybe the song is just going like, "Where are my alcoholics at?" Like it's terrible. It's terrible, <laughs> yeah. but. I, I've always had – it has brought me together with strangers on, like, 50 different occasions. Like, yeah. it's the weirdest thing. It's, like, this weird, like, magical song that I and, – and I've seriously – I have never failed at this task. Like, if you want to put it on, I swear to God, you and I will be dancing right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, yeah. So, it's weird. It's, like, I didn't include it, but I feel like I should have because that shows to the world or whatever that, like, it doesn't always have to have, like, a deep lyric or no. poet – poetic you know sometimes it can just be screaming at you and it can bring people together oh yeah and i want to i should tell lmfao that story but like i'll call him. listen your song changed my life so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so weird that's the song i was talking about that i didn't Uh, put on the list (laughs) okay okay
0: no, it's, everybody's got songs like that. you know. They People call them guilty pleasures, whatever. I have a song like that that I heard in Cancun in the late 90s, and I'd never heard of it before. I've never heard of this person since. His name is Manu Chow. Oh. And there's a song called King of Bongo. It's the, the, the most idiotic, stupid song that you've ever heard in your life. You know, I heard the song, and it, and it kind of just got my ear. And I was like, yeah. wow, there's something really cool about the song, even though it's absolutely stupid. Yeah, and I was with this guy, my buddy Kent Bailey, and I said, "Man, you, like listen to this song." And he's like, "It's terrible." Right? <laughs> and so, but then, obviously, I so said that I would, I went and bought it, and I would, you know, I would call him and leave messages and play the song. And stuff
1: That's like, amazing. I, but <laughs> I love
0: that. <laughs> it's a stupid song.
1: You know, I I talked spoke to one of my friends who's an amazing performer, um, and he is a folk singer, and he's very poetic. And he's an amazing, He his lyrics are amazing. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, I, I'm excited to see the day that you write the song that, like, you, that because because I write, di- like, you know, you could be dancing to my songs or, like, my lyrics aren't always, like, groundbreaking, you know, poet, yeah. like, whatever. But he said, I'm, I I want to see the day where you write a song that, you know, is, like, comes from your heart or whatever. And then I said, my debate was, you know me. And you know that I'm the person standing up trying to make everybody dance. So mm-hmm. maybe what comes from my heart is me saying something that you might think is stupid in mm-hmm. a lyric. But that is who I am. I would actually be going against who I am by writing a poetic song. Because that's not how I talk in real life. Exactly. That's not my personality in real life. That's so right. really, when you think about it, me writing like a maybe a humorous or sassy or whatever kind of lyric, that really is the true me. That's right. And... Um, if he did that, that would not be him. But but if I tried to that, – that's the thing about people say sing like Adele. Adele has had a whole set of things that she's gone through in her life. And maybe she doesn't want to write about everybody get up and dance, but I do because that's yeah. that's me, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so sometimes when people listen to a dumb song, they have to think – well, I'm saying dumb, but I don't actually think it's dumb – uh, they, they they might think it's dumb but it actually might be exactly who that person is yeah. like lmfao i bet you that is their real personality i went and saw them in concert once and they were taking shots on stage the whole yeah. time so i guess they were being truthful like you know yeah, what i mean yeah. so that's the the ongoing debate i think across music basically nowadays too.
0: Well, you know, I, I think we could all do better to see it from other people's perspectives, 100%. Right? So, you know, my big problem, and I used to, you know, I was guilty of this too. I used to make fun of other people's music, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so I was a metal kid when I grew up. I loved Iron Maiden. I loved Motley Crue. I, right. When I was a teenager, I grew up in a small town, and I needed something that was strong, right? Yeah. Um. And so everything else was stupid
1: at that <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, oh, in excess is dumb. <laughs> You know, you, you kind of as you you, you gain this wisdom, and you, you, I I always try to to see it from other people's perspectives. And if somebody likes a song that I don't like or is dumb, I I think that, but there's something to that, right? Like right. I, I I got to thinking that you know Motley Crue, uh, I wasn't proud being a fan of Motley Crue, but you know, "Shout at the Devil," their big record, was like my "Born to Run," and and that says something for that, yeah, because it kind of tweaked me. Right. Right. Even though it's a dumb record. Right. There's still validation there.
1: And, and, and like, and we're saying, like, and it's so funny because we're doing the thing that we're both guilty of. We're saying, oh, it's dumb. Oh, it's stupid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like to us, it wasn't though, right? Like, right. To, to us, it's, it's not. But like, you would think, oh, it's not stereotypical to what? Like, to, to poetry. Like, yeah, yep. Katie Lang. She is a poet. Mm-hmm. Am I ever going to sing what Katie Lang writes? No, because that's not my strength, right? right. And that's not what I've choose to do either. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's, it's so funny that you like, yeah, it's a dumb record. Like, like I, I know, I'm like, oh, shots. <laughs> it's so funny. Every time I say it, I'm like, it's a dumb song. Yeah. But how could he get a hundred thousand people, like, or I'm saying 100,000, we were at the Air Canada Center, so 20,000 people mm-hmm. standing up, having the best moment of their life. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that speaks for itself, this right? It's a, like, validation and you itself. might and you might need, like, your album that you loved, like, you might need that in that moment. Like, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah it's very interesting. Yeah. It's, it's tripping me out right now, actually. I'm like, <laughs> should I go write a song? Like, who is it for? Like, I don't know. <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll write you your song, don't worry. <laughs> right.
0: Okay. Uh, next song on your list here is uh, Natural Disaster, oh. Pentatonix.
1: Yes. This is also a song that I bet you a lot of people do not know about. Pentatonix is a band who is an acapella band. Okay. Mm. So they – have you ever heard of them before? No. Okay. So they are um, – t- to me, they're, they are groundbreaking. And, you know, uh, acapella fans, I think, would agree too. So acapella. First of all, let's start about that. We – I was asked uh, like five years ago to be, sorry, I would say seven years ago now to be in this acapella band. And I was like, acapella is lame. I pictured like a barbershop quartet with like (laughs) hats on in like a barbershop going like do up, do up. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, why, why would anyone ask me to be in that? And then I realized, Oh, Oh, like, so I, so I went to this, like, I used to be in this band called A440. And, um, I, at the beginning, when we started, when we came together, I heard this beatboxer. His name's Luke Stapleton. He's a human record. That's his beatbox name. He starts beatboxing and he's like, yeah, just like throw something down, like sing whatever you want. And I remember the first song we ever did together was Give Me One Reason by Tracy Chapman. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Acapella Tracy Chapman? Like what? And I was like, that's such a cool song. How do you do the acapella? The bass singer starts going do, 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 do. Like, starts start doing the bass part. Then I have some backup singing and then I'm singing the lead. And all of a sudden it sounds, oh my gosh, like a real song. Like this sounds amazing. It's like this yeah. amazing twist. So what we started doing is basically the music you'd hear on the radio today or like Top 40 or like rap or pop or whatever, but acapella. Mm-hmm. And I, I did not know you could do that before because my impression of acapella was always like, you know, Bird the shot, lion sleeps. <laughs> They're like, a we a it. Oh, we more? Like yeah. that's my impression of it. So, um, as, at the same time that we were doing this, Pentatonics was this band who became huge in the United States mm-hmm. because they released a record. Where they didn't, they used like technology and so the bass player, the bass singers using pedals and the beatboxers doing the same thing. So this song, Natural Disaster, if you didn't know they were an acapella group, you would never know that they were singing acapella. Hmm. But every single thing is created with a voice and it sounds like this crazy, sassy, like big, the the bass is like boomy and like it's awesome. The singers are the most talented singers i've ever heard in my life and this specifically came because you uh, i i read that you were looking for something that maybe makes your hair stand up and every time i listen to this song that happens to me every Mm -hmm, single time mm -hmm. i get the shivers and goosebumps and just the tune that they chose and then the fact that you know that there's not a single instrument being used and it's all created with a voice is crazy so yeah you would never know though it sounds like a like a pop song that you'd hear it's it's amazing yeah That's you great. should listen to it yeah i think you'll like I will. it <laughs>
0: i definitely will uh next justin timberlake drink you away yeah tell me about this
1: but this is one of the things i was very stressed about because i love justin timberlake old and new mm-hmm. and i was like what do i pick and then I was like, I'm just taking it off the list. Like I took it off the list. But then I played this song <laughs> while I was creating the list. And I was like, no, I love this song so much. Drink You Away is one of his songs that um, it didn't actually become like a big hit. Like it, I, I actually don't think he ever released it. Like it was on his album. Yeah. But he did. You know, they like, you know, you release an album and then people will like um, highlight singles yes. on the album. Right. Yeah. This song wasn't one of them. Um, but it's this it almost sounds country and blues mm-hmm. with this like guitar, but the, the lyrics in it, this is actually something that I listen to. I'll listen to this song before I go into a songwriting session mm-hmm. because the lyrics basically um the song is says like, I can't drink you away. Mm-hmm. I've tried Jack. I've tried Jim. I've tried all of them men, like all these things. So he's basically referencing alcohol and drugs. And it's just so clever how he uses the drug and alcohol references like his relationship or whatever it's almost like a little puzzle that song like if you listen you're like "Ooh, that was a cool um, like the way that he's decided to like put those lyrics in there and this Mm. uh, tune of the song is very satisfying and I think it's just a smart song that didn't actually become super famous and then when he performed it live at his concert I saw him at the Air Canada Center it was actually one of the best concerts I've ever seen I believe it Um, and he did something that I love to do in my shows I have backup singers and I have musicians who are all so talented. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you would never know because they're singing backups or they're, maybe they're behind the guitar. Like you don't know. I love to show off the people in my band. So if somebody is a good singer along with playing guitar, like sing a song. My backup singer is Tafari Anthony. He's a a musician here in Toronto. Mm -hmm. One of the best singers you have ever heard. Sing a song, like show them. Like, you know what I mean? So at Justin Timberlake's concert, he got his, backup singers to, to sing parts on this song. And he's like, he just, at one point, he just looked at his, his buddy. He's like, okay, go. And the guy just went nuts. Like he yeah. started singing notes you, you could never hit. Like it was amazing. So I was like, the, the structure of this song basically says, Hey, anyone can join in. If you listen to it, you could sing this song with a group of musicians and they could all be jamming together at the same time. Yeah. And then he did it. He did it live. I'm like, that's what I wanted. I just wanted everyone to start singing. So. Yeah, it's clever, it's smart, and it, like, it's, you can see a huge group of people singing it together. Mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that song. Yeah. I had to put it on because I was listening to it and I'm like, I got to put it on. It's making me feel all these things right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the name of the game. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Okay, the next one is a classic, Etta James. Yep. This is great. I'd rather go blind.
1: It's such a good song. Yeah. There are few songs that, so this is going to sound weird when I'm performing live, I'm pretty good at like keeping it together. And like, you do the same songs all like in a show, your show is your show. Mm -hmm. And you probably do that same show the next night. And then the next night, whatever. Right. Every time I sing this song, I get like, I, I feel myself getting choked up as I'm singing it because one, it's really hard to sing, and it should be, because it's this emotional... Basically, the song is saying, like, if I don't have you, I'd rather be a blind person. Like, you know what I mean? I'd rather go blind without you. Mm-hmm. I love when songs are hard for me, and I ha- I have to think about it, and I have to concentrate. And this is one of those songs that it's really difficult, and the lyrics are difficult, and the tune is difficult. And she's, like... One of the best singers of all time, and so that's just why this is one of the best songs of all time. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, I, I in a selfish way too, like just on on stage when I do it, and it's funny because when I sing this song on stage, sometimes I just do it with a bass guitar, like it's just me and a bass, and that's my great. boyfriend plays bass, so he's usually the one playing it, like a stand-up like oh, bass. Nice. That's all you need. That's yeah. all you need. Like the tune, the melody of what she's singing and saying, it speaks for itself. I could sing it without any music behind me and you'd still just feel that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And then I I put this in brackets beside Beyonce also has a version of this, which is crazy to me because, you know, if you're the original singer, you're the original singer. But it shows, I think it shows how good a song is when another famous person can make it sound epic as well in their Mm -hmm. own way and Beyonce has a version of this song I'd Rather Go Blind because she played Etta James in the uh, the movie about her and she sang this song in it and her version is also shocking so yeah it's amazing so whatever version you listen to of this song is usually a good one and that means oh maybe it's a really good song Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, that's it's a great it's a classic, yeah. and then that's another thing. Like I'm obsessed with Beyonce, but there's not a Beyonce song on my list, and that's because I I couldn't pick one because I like her as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So this the, yeah. this list tripped me out. Okay, it's all your fault.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting concept, right? I it mean, is. There, there's so many ways that you can go. You can spend so you can spend weeks, months doing this.
1: And and you know you were telling me earlier that you and and your friend listen to your songs together. Yes. That is like I feel like that would be such a fun thing in life to do to make everybody pick 10 songs and put them all on a playlist like what I feel like that's too much to handle because it's just going to be the best playlist you've ever heard in your life. (laughs) You know, <laughs> it, it,
0: I, I make I make playlists from this show, Stacey. like, oh, I, I, yeah, I, because people will come in. It, one of the coolest things about the show is that I learn about new music.
1: Right? Yeah, that's true, it, yeah. yeah, And yeah. I've,
0: I've done more than 100 episodes of the show now, so you just
1: have so many songs. Well, yeah,
0: people will come in and say, "Hey, have you heard you know this is and, and like the learning."
1: And I bet potential. you you don't like all of them and that's no, okay. That's I, fine. I tried to explain this to someone the other day. Like they said, um, why should I like your album? Because uh, typically I don't like this kind of music. Why should I like it? And I said, mm-hmm. you don't have to like it. Like it's okay if you don't. And, and he was like, no, tell me why I should. I'm like, no, like you literally might hate it. It's that's okay fine. with me though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because some people will love it. And so if, I don't think that you should ever be forced to love something or, or like something. Like, that's okay. No. But the thing that I like about you, we, I know we just met today, but the thing I like about you is you seem very open to real, like to trying to figure out why the person likes it, and mm-hmm. I don't think everybody cares about that. that <laughs> so you've opened up a really cool conversation, actually. Well,
0: thank you. But I, I think that's fair, mm-hmm. and I think that's a courtesy that should be afforded mm-hmm. everybody, right? Yeah. You just because I like something, it doesn't mean that the song is better than the song that they like.
1: Exactly, yeah. You know,
0: it's like that that T-shirt that you see, your favorite band sucks. You know, people just like <laughs> to wind each other up.
1: But- That's a, I want that T-shirt now, though. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, like, why not? Yeah, you
1: know, no, it's so true. Yeah, and and it's it's really interesting because to understand different kinds of music is really beneficial with songwriting too. Mm-hmm. Another person that's not on this list that I was like, I can't believe I'm not including him, but is Tom Waits. Do you know yeah. Tom Waits? I love Tom Waits. It's funny you say that so much, and his music sounds nothing like my music, but I get so much inspiration from Tom Waits. And I ac- someone actually said to me once, I don't know why I, I sent to a, a songwriter. Um, that I was going to be writing a song with my people that inspire me. And he said, I don't know why you put Tom Waits on the list. It sounds nothing like your music. And I was like, it doesn't have to sound like it. Tom Waits, for those who don't know who he is, like he'll play like bones in the back of his (laughs) songs. Like that sounds crazy, but like he'll find like a spoon and like hit it with something else. And it makes this like crazy sound. And he sounds like a monster when he sings. But the thing about him, as I go, Oh, maybe when I'm trying to think of this idea for a song, let me pick up a spoon and see what sound that makes. Like, do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Or like I can be as weird as I want. And he's the one that made me realize that. So yeah. So I'm excited. Cause you know, Tom White's. tell me,
0: <laughs> you know, for me, I'm not a Tom White's fan at all. In the, in the book I was telling you about broken or before we started rolling here, my friend brought a Tom Waits song in, and i was in the bathroom when it started playing and i was like what the hell is <laughs> who is that at? monster
1: singing cuz he sounds like bleh, 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 right like he's crazy
0: yeah and i had heard it i knew who he was and i i didn't like him i you know and i still don't like him but that's
1: fine that yeah. doesn't
0: mean that doesn't it's not the measurement of whether you know music is good or bad right it just means that i don't like it for me as long as there's an, an artistic integrity mm-hmm. involved and yeah. if i can see that in there then that's fine. Maybe I don't like the style. Maybe I don't like the sound. Yeah. As long as there's an integrity in there, it's valid.
1: And you want to know what I also find interesting is, like, I think Tom Waits is a terrible singer. Like, he's awful. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes I'll sing his songs and People are like, whoa, I love that song. What is it? <laughs> I'm not even saying like, oh, cause I'm so good. What I'm saying, saying is maybe you songs. couldn't hear the two, but he wrote that. He wrote yeah. that song that I'm singing, right? Yeah, exactly. And people are like, oh, I love this. I'm like, oh, it's by Tommy. And then they hear the original and they're like, this is awful. Like mm-hmm. people will kill me for saying this. I think Bob Dylan is like, I hate listening to him. I think he is the worst <laughs> singer I've ever heard. I do not like his, uh, 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 right. like his voice or whatever, right? Yeah. And, When I hear someone do a cover of a Bob Dylan song, I'm like, that is why Bob Dylan is Bob Dylan, because that song is epic. Not every sing not every songwriter is supposed to sing their song. (laughs) And Tom Waits sounds like a horror movie. Like he sounds like a monster. Like like if you listen to him, you'd be shocked. But his songs sometimes are Epic in a way that someone else might never be able to think of or write. So exactly. that's interesting, yeah. And sorry to people who love Bob Dylan. I just <laughs> his voice really <laughs> irritates me. <laughs> but his songs are amazing.
0: <laughs> All right. Last song. It's Christina Aguilera.
1: I, <gasps> I forgot I had another song, but also I, I I put this on the end of the list for a reason. Okay, okay continue. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's, uh, is it Lady Marmalade or Marmalade?
1: Lady, Marmal- Marmal- Lady Marmalade. 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 I don't know. I, I, yeah. I always screw this up all the time, so I didn't want to say it wrong. <laughs> this is this is a remake mm-hmm. because there is an original version of this. Yep. But this is where, like, my folk singer friend would be, like, livid that this is on the list. This song is is Stacey K. I'm talking in third person. Is Stacey K in one song? Okay? okay, this is this is me. It's it's four sassy women. Three of them are belting their brains out and riffing and wearing like the craziest outfits. And then there's a rap break in the middle, yep. and. This, that is me as a person. <laughs> so like, if you were like, if, I don't know if you've ever done this, but like, pick a song that describes you as a person. I'd have to pick this one. Mm. Um, just because, and it's ever since like the Moulin, it's from Moulin Rouge, like that movie. It, mm-hmm, it was like mm-hmm. featured because of that. Yep. Ever since that came out, I was like, oh my gosh. And, and this song. I do sing this song sometimes live. It's always my karaoke go-to as well because yeah. it's a challenge for me because I have to yeah. sing four parts at once, right? I have to do all of the girls in the song, yeah. Um, and so, and it's just like it's so funny because yeah, yes, this is a remake, but I like the remake, and some people might be mad at that, but it's just I, I can't pick a song that um, captures more of my personality just by listening to it, hearing it, dancing to it. Um, if I were to write a song, that's exactly the kind of song that I would want to write. And I do think I have songs like that on my album too, that like I get to belt my brains out and then I also get to maybe like bust a a, a rap out in the middle. And this song has just been like, like, and people actually, my friends have like, whenever it comes on, they think of me too. And I always think that's so funny that some some of these people I've never even said this is my favorite song they always go oh every time I hear that song I think of you and I'm like oh my gosh that's amazing so yeah this is just if I could pick a song like that speaks to who I am it's that one awesome (laughs) not the most serious song kind (laughs) of you know the lyrics are a little funny at times and like you know yeah I love it yeah and that's that's it (laughs) yeah it I want to sing s- it now. Where's uh, my soul sister? Well, I was, I was gonna say, <laughs> so going to say, so
0: so when you, when you come back, if you want to come back,
1: yeah, I'm sorry, no, thank you, goodbye. No.
0: <laughs> you, you should you should sing next time.
1: Oh, I would I would love to. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we yeah. have
0: people on the show all the time that come in. They bring guitar players with them and they and they perform.
1: I would love that. Okay, yeah. well, we, well, that it was destiny that we didn't do that today because that means I have to come back. Definitely. And we'll do a song. I can do a mashup. You know what I should do? What? A mashup of these seven songs and see somehow if I can do it.
0: <laughs> they don't
1: match at all, but we'll see. We'll see if I can put Lady Marmalade in like shot, 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 <laughs> shot, shot, shot together. We'll see. We'll come
0: back with seven new ones.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That would be great because I have a whole other list. So Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, great. Well, thank you for like opening this question up to my life, and I can't wait to ask everybody who, what their seven favorite songs are, so that everybody can be just as stressed as I am about it. So, yes, thank you for starting this, sparking this idea.
0: Thank you. It has <laughs> been a joy to have you on. Thank you. I, you know, like I said, I've done this uh, more than a hundred times, and, and this has been a great conversation. Ah, you have remarkable insight. I think you're a great person. So.
1: This yeah. is the best day ever. <laughs> no, seriously. You. Yeah, it's,
0: it's been great. I love what you're doing. You're super talented. I love chatting with you. So thank you. Oh
1: my gosh. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. All right. This has been Brent Jensen and No Sleep Till Sudbury with my very special guest, Ms. Stacy Kay. Till next time, folks. Take good care.
1: Brent Jensen is the bestselling
0: author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon worldwide.